welcome to Being Heard. On today's episode, we're going back in time. Not literally, but we are going to have a conversation about where would you go in time to talk to yourself and why. But more so in the sense of if you could go and talk to your younger self, how far back would you go and what would you talk about? Not so much of giving yourself the lottery ticket numbers or what to invest in. More of a, what advice would you give yourself? What would you talk about? Don't worry about any butterfly effect or changing your timeline. Obviously, anything you say will change your future. But more of, what conversation would you have with yourself? Also today, I have a guest on by the name of Jennifer. Hi. Um... Well, we can jump right into it with the question, as you heard, where would you go back in time to talk to yourself and why? I would go back to when I was entering into sixth grade. Pretty far uh, back. Pretty far back, yeah. Um, this was at a point where me and my family had packed up and moved to a new city. And so these are like the prime years of kind of developing yourself and making friends and all sorts of things. So where did like you move a, from? Uh, Keller, Texas. To? Alito, Texas. Oh, so in the same state. That doesn't same count. Same state. It does count Not because count. I didn't have any friends. I had to start over. So a uh, brand new school. Didn't have a circle yet. Uh, where at this point, most cliques, if you will, or circles are already established. So it was difficult for me to feel like I fit in. Um, whereas I watched my brother just instantly click with everyone and everything. He was Mr. Sports. Um and just instantly had it. And I really, I really wanted that for myself. I didn't understand why it wasn't happening for me. Um, and so what I would tell myself at that point is basically don't worry about trying to be somebody that you're not. Um, you are enough and you don't have to work so hard to be somebody because honestly that has shaped the trajectory of the rest of my life, I feel like. Um, I worked extra hard to be somebody that I wasn't because I wanted to fit in. So I went through all these ridiculous phases. Um, I ended up trying to be punk. I tried to be popular. I tried to be sports, which I'm not that. Like, I played sports, but that wasn't me. What sports did you play? Volleyball. Um, I attempted basketball and track. Hated those. And you're how tall again? I'm 5'4". And you tried basketball? Yeah, because you just did everything in middle school. <laughs> That's true. No, you're not wrong there. It's the time to try different things. Yeah. Um, every team I was on was the C team, though, like even in volleyball. Track, they wanted me to run hurdles. I'm sorry, but that just scares me half to death. Mm -hmm. So I quit after my first track meet. Um, but then I cheerleaded. So I feel like even then I was still just trying to be the top of the game um, when really I don't feel like my intentions were that good. Honestly, I enjoyed cheering and volleyball, don't get me wrong. But at the end of the day, um, I think my intentions for getting into that weren't because I really enjoyed it. It was because I, I wanted to be seen. So you would go back to talk to your sixth grade self to explain that you didn't need to do that, if I'm understanding you correctly? I didn't have to try so hard. That's what. It's not that I couldn't enjoy those things. 
um, and explore and figure out what I was into and my interests and things like that. Um, but there was also another piece of that initiative that was bent on me wanting to feel like I was somebody. Um, if you think about like cheerleading, all eyes are on you. You're the one cheering. People are watching you, you know, you're, you're kind of in the limelight at pep rallies and at football games on the sidelines and things like that. Um, again, loved it. But even then, in my cheer squad, I didn't fit in. Even in my volleyball squad or team, um, I fit in on the court. Outside of that, we weren't actually friends. Okay. So I, I had a desire that I just didn't feel like was being fulfilled. And I feel like if I had a better sense of myself and felt comfortable in my own skin, so to speak, that things would have been different. And how do you feel that shaped your future? Like, why does that, or why do you feel that's the point that you go to first? Because I chased attention after that point. Whereas when I moved from Keller, I had my friends. I didn't feel like I was left out. I didn't, things were established. I felt secure. But then I packed up and moved to a new place where I was starting over. And I didn't have that familiarity. I was uncomfortable. Um, it was just difficult. I wanted what I had, and it wasn't happening. So, I get that. yeah, that followed me um, into the future quite a ways. Come to think of it, I put myself on the back burner a lot. I started doing things for other people. I felt like I never really established a sense of myself. So like even when I went off to college, honestly, that wasn't my choice. That was the expected result of you graduate high school. That's just what you do, right? And it's not that I didn't want to go. It's not that I didn't have a plan. But at some point, my desire to fit in with other people and be somebody took the place of why I was there and what I was working towards to the point where I kind of just not threw everything away. I finished out college, but I didn't invest. I wanted to be done. So I didn't feel like I had that freedom to make that choice. I felt like I was forced to be there. I basically said, you know what, if I have to be here, because my parents wanted me to stay, otherwise life would have changed drastically and it wasn't going to go in my favor. Um, I said, okay, if I'm going to be here, then I'm going to finish fast. And so I did. So would you say that's another point that you would be wanting to go back and talk to yourself is absolutely college? Yeah, but it still goes back to the same issue as the first mm -hmm. one, which is why I went back even further is because that plays into that. I wasn't honoring myself. I was trying to fit into other people's design, other people's mold, fit their expectations, because I didn't feel like I could be me. It wasn't enough. Right. So, so how, how do you think that going back and talking to your sixth grade self would affect your future now? Life would have changed. 
drastically. Would it? Do you think? In in what way? If I really took my own advice at that age and really let that sit in, maybe I would have gone to college and actually invested. Maybe I would have finished the plan. Maybe I wouldn't have gotten wrapped up in relationships or circumstances that hurt me and create a lot of problems in my life. All because I didn't, I guess, love myself enough. So here's a curveball. Okay. Would your sixth grade self have listened to you? Do you think you could have reached that that person? It's hard to say. I'd like to say yes. But deep down you know different. Or you assume different. Was I even capable of understanding what that even meant at that age? I don't know, though, if my experiences made me aware of something that was already there. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. To me it does. But explain it to the listeners so maybe they can understand. Going into the new experience, being in a new city and starting a new school, perhaps I had the confidence I brought with me, but maybe there was an insecurity deep down that I didn't know existed until those experiences highlighted that for me. Okay. So to sit here and ask me, would you have listened to yourself? I'd like to think yes, because going in, I felt okay. Coming out of it, absolutely not. So, I'm not sure. It's hard to say. But I know that if I had a better foundation at that point, that my life would have looked different. Absolutely. I think I think that's a question that even the listeners now should consider. Because I know everyone that's listening is thinking about that time or times that they're diving back and being like, oh, I'd absolutely go here. Okay. But now ask yourself, would that version of you listen would they care? Would they just, is it, because I know for me, I'm one of those, it's hot. Well, let me touch it to make sure it's hot. You know, well, you need to do that. Well, how, what if I don't do that? Well, let me not do it and see what happens. Um, or how many versions of me is going back to the same spot because clearly I didn't listen the first two times. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that is hard to, I guess, answer. But what about you? Where would you go? Where would I go? That is a good question. I thought of the question and didn't think of an answer. I figured being a host, I wouldn't have to answer these questions. <laughs> uh, that's tough. There's a lot of points in my childhood that I've either blocked out or um, are intertwined. So I have uh, quite a few... I'd probably go back to, I can't pinpoint it, but it's going to be somewhere in my early teenage years, 12, 13, when I was getting in trouble for a lot of things that my older sister were doing. Uh, She would cry because something would happen and I'd get in trouble, or something wouldn't happen in her life or something like that and it would be my fault it was always my fault not blaming my sister she wasn't the one who was blaming me it was uh, some of my family so I would uh, just let them know to you know stay strong and to be strong 
to ultimately take better care of myself uh, physically, which would then lead to mentally stronger. I feel like it really kind of set me back. I would almost say stunted my growth, not physically, but I just, I became a people pleaser because that was the best solution. If everyone was happy, I couldn't get in trouble. But in turn, I then put my entire self-worth into that. So like I said, having that physical strength and that mental resilience would have put me in a better position um, in the future. And I know what your next question is going to be is how would that have affected my future? Absolutely. Uh, I don't think it would have. I it, it would have, but how, I, I don't know. I definitely think that I would still be where I am. I think I still at some point would have given in to people-pleasing. I wish and hope that it wouldn't have. Uh, and to answer that third question, if you've remembered, is would I listen to myself? And like I said earlier, I don't think I would have. I would have come up with some excuse uh, I might have listened, but I wouldn't have believed myself because back then, I don't know, I guess subconsciously I thought I could manipulate everything, that I could n- make it work out in my favor, or maybe that's why I thought that way, was I needed to manipulate everyone in order to get what I felt I deserved because I wasn't getting it the honest way. So, like I said, there's so much of my past that is intertwined that you pull one string and it may unravel everything. You may pull another string and everything lines up the way it's supposed to. Or you pull a string and that's the only string that moves. I would like to think that it would have changed everything. But I feel like everything happens for a reason and I would have experienced what I experienced anyways. Because I needed those experiences to prepare me for where I am today. Um, If you think about it in the immediate context, I wouldn't be doing a podcast if I had experienced, not had experienced what I had, because that's what led me to do the podcast. Not listening to myself put me in a better position to have this podcast than if I had everything together, then I would have no desire to help other people or help myself. Yeah, there's no room to grow. No. Yeah. So... I can't say that I would even have multiple different places to go. Because that would be my next question is, is that be the only spot? Because you mentioned you would also go to you in college. Um, well, there's a bunch of spots. Yeah. Well, <laughs> when you start breaking it down, right. you, you know, especially for me, it's, yeah, there's multiple spots to the point where I would just live with myself. And every time one of those occasions came up, like, oh, yeah, hey, by the way, um, don't take that turn. Don't don't eat that. You know, don't go out with that person don't go on that vacation, whatever it is. So I can just shotgun my life with a lot of these. Um, So many. But at the same time, maybe like you were talking about, it it all resorts back to one general timeline or time frame where you go back and you talk to that particular point in your life that it could solve a lot of the problems in the future. So it's interesting to kind of sit there and look at it and be like, well... Yeah, I'd go back to, you know, 12, 13, 14. But then I'd also go back to when my early 20s. But 
would I have been making those choices? Would I need to go back if I went back that far? And I'm wondering if anyone would go back to the end of last year. Like, I'm seriously wondering if any listeners are like, ah, man, I'd go back to Thanksgiving. I made a poor decision on Thanksgiving. (laughs) You know? um, But if you went further back, would that poor decision have ever happened? Million dollar question. Yeah. How far back do you go? The beginning, I guess. Theoretically. But. Right? No, because you can't. Hypothetically speaking, in this context, you can't talk to anyone else. Because my first thought was go back and talk to your parents. You know, hey, you know, don't raise him to think like this. But in this episode, we're going to talk about only you can see yourself. Only you can hear yourself. And when no one sees you talking to this person, so you're not going crazy or anything like that. So... From that perspective, yeah, how far back do you go before it's too far back? Before you start putting thoughts into your own head before you even had any experiences? At the same time, though, what put those there? You've been shaped by everything around you, including the people. So then that brings up another question. Do you even go back? Because a part of me is afraid of if I change something, how different would I be? And again, not talking about the butterfly effect. I'm talking you pull that one thread that everything unravels. Mm -hmm. Or you pull that one thread and everything lines up totally different. Because there's a point, like you were talking about in college, where my sister is barely, not even a year older than I am. And when she was going to college, my parents were like, we're not paying for college. Like, you're on your own. So she decided to go to, I believe it was... Community College of Rhode Island. Long story short, she decided to go to Johnson and Wales for culinary, which then switched to nutrition. But during this change of mind, my parents agreed to pay two years worth of CCRI at whatever college you wanted to go to. Well, me being a senior in high school, I've already made a decision I'm going to CCRI. I don't need to apply to any colleges. Why? My I'm forced, quote unquote to go to the community college or better yet I was strongly encouraged to go and at the last second I was told that I could go anywhere I want and they'll just pay for the equivalent I had applied to Nichols College up in New England and actually got a football scholarship and chose not to take it what if I had gone how would that have changed my life could I have played football I doubt I would have gone to the pros but would it would I have had experiences there that would have stopped relationships from happening would it have changed moving to texas would it have changed decisions i made? it just the what ifs are astronomical but that's where how far back do you go is there a single point in your life that you can pinpoint or get a better angle on where your life would be slightly different for the better or the worse I mean, it could be something as simple as you wanted to be valedictorian and you missed it because you missed one day of school and you go back and you wake yourself up from bed and say, get your butt to school. I guess my question is, why even do that? What's the point? Are we trying to avoid the discomfort of our experiences? I believe that's the million dollar question. And that's why originally I asked, where would you go and why? Mm -hmm. Are you trying to fix something are you trying to prevent something are you trying to 
better your life without using the lottery or investments? Well, if we thought our life was good, there's no reason to go back. If we thought, if we were disappointed because this didn't happen or maybe we're trying to escape some kind of emotional pain or something like that, like, I feel like the reason we would go back and say that is to remove something negative in a sense. Or would it be to insert something positive in a sense? That's what I'm saying. It could be anything. We took it emotionally. That's true. Yeah, I see. You could go and that's what I'm saying is someone might just want to have, you know, kept a job that they really loved a career and they were late one day or they didn't fill out the paperwork correctly. So they went back and, you know, one of those, I bet you, if I'm not mistaken, and please feel free to comment, email or respond in any way you like what your point is that you'd go back to and when you talk to yourself and what why was it for a career was it for a scholarship was it you missed a sporting event this is why i had a guest on because i could go down this rabbit hole for hours talking about the different possibilities and i wanted someone else's perspective and it was interesting that you went down a similar path that i did instead of talking about the plethora of different options so let me ask you this are there any times that you'd go back to talk to yourself that was more of a positive than something negative in the terms of is there a time you'd go back and talk to yourself when it wasn't so emotional it was more of just a vacation that you rather had gone on or wishing you had gone on the work retreat or why did you go why was your first instinct to go emotional I went the emotional route because emotions have served as fuel for me making my decisions if I was in a better emotional place I wouldn't have made a lot of the decisions that I had okay therefore those events wouldn't have happened and there would be nothing to go back and change does that make sense it does why is that your knee-jerk reaction why is that the first place that you go because if i could have changed my negative emotional state into a positive one when i feel like i needed to back when i was preteen, early teens then my life would have looked drastically different but I can't live in the what if, so I don't really know what it would look like. And if I would go back and change anything at that point. It's like pulling that thread. Right. So in my mind, I think that if I had just been more present with myself and aware of who I was then and okay in my own skin, that I would have made better decisions in life. So is there or can you think of a time that was less emotional that you'd go back and maybe talk to yourself or re-guide yourself? There is one thing that I sometimes consider what life would have been like had I made that choice. Um, That was when I lived in North Carolina. I went out there because I got a job working as basically like a mentor for troubled teen girls in like a residential home. And unfortunately, it didn't pay enough, in my opinion. So even though I moved out there with that job in mind, I didn't actually take that job. 
and spent several months trying to find another job that I thought would better fit the bill, quite literally. Um, but I know that I would have loved that job. And if I had taken it, I'd probably still be there. And I would still be living in the mountains. And life would be much, much different. But is that still an emotionally based decision? Or is that more of a just kind of curiosity? I don't see how you cannot have emotions tied to your decisions. Um, in the sense of a vacation or... Well, well that would what? Pr- bring more excitement, right? Yeah, or if your friends went on like a ski trip and you didn't go. Like there is no ultimate ramification. Your life didn't get altered because you didn't go on that trip. But it's one of those things that you wish you had. You know, if your family went to the Grand Canyon and you decided to go out with your friends instead, you know, your life wouldn't be altered because of not going to the Grand Canyon, but it's it's but it is an experience that would have been good to have in your life resume, so to speak. I get what you're saying. But I guess from my perspective, I don't see how you can just take emotions out, whether it's positive or negative, because that influences the choices that you make. So in the example that I gave, yes, there was, it was more about the money. Okay. Which me, I guess, being afraid, said, don't take that job. It won't pay enough. You won't survive. If that makes sense. (laughs) So instead, you didn't take the job because you didn't know if you could survive and struggled to survive for several months looking for another job. I did. I did. Well, that definitely doesn't have emotion attached to it because that was just a decision to struggle. It was, and it didn't work out well. No, I moved and that, out of the state. <laughs> and that definitely answers the question without the emotion. Which, just, again, it's not so much of trying to prevent them. I think it's more of just being cognizant of your decisions and how it may affect you in the future. And again, there's, there's decisions we make that we don't have a chance to think about. But there's also decisions we make in the way we talk to people, in the way we treat people, in the people that we spend time with. What about the way that we view and look at ourselves in making the decisions that we make? Explain. Because you're focusing on the external and how we would approach the things outside of us. What about the way that we talk to ourselves and look at our own selves? So what you're trying to say is something along the lines of having these conversations with yourself in the present versus waiting until you're in the future. I mean, you're not wrong, but that's not what I was getting at. I was just running with it. Yeah. Because the word I'm tiptoeing around is called metacognition, which means thinking about your thinking. If you focus on what you're doing, how you're spending time with people, how you're interacting with people, it's going to bring you to a mindset of more aware of how you're reacting. So being cognizant of yourself more instead of being so caught up in social media and what other people think 
and say about you is also going to help you have less what-if moments, I think. I would think so. And I come from experience on that one because I don't have social media. I don't sit around and compare myself with what other people are doing and what's going on in their life. That was a toxic, and still is, a toxic atmosphere, in my opinion. Um, And I have found more freedom in developing myself and discovering who I am with that not being a part of my life. So how much would you say others influence ourselves? Or how much do we allow others to influence ourselves? Way too much. And how much of that (laughs) do you feel ties into this this topic I don't know if you can slap a percentage on it but just knowing that everything outside of you influences you your mind the way that you think the way you look at yourself your behaviors it's hard not you can't not be influenced correct I beg to differ 83.762 percent influence yes that is an absolutely <laughs> random number but it's 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 a majority i think clothing shoes what you drive where you work what you do for a living i don't think that someone who is a garbage man is any less or more of a person than an accountant for a, a you know something 500 fortune 500 that's the word i was looking for And I don't think that a stay-at-home mother is any less important or any more important than a CEO of a company or the owner of their own business who's putting in 80 hours versus a banker who works, what, 7 to 2, 7 to 3? The fact that a lot of people allow influence to dictate how they view themselves and how they may react to things I think is a big part of it I'm not saying get rid of social media but maybe be more again cognizant of how you use it and where or how much it impacts your life and your self view yeah I absolutely agree with that I mean you're in control of what you allow yourself to be exposed to for a vast majority of things And if you are on social media or even in your friend circles or maybe the influence of people at your job, it doesn't matter the the environment so much. It's just how much of it do you allow yourself to be exposed to. Um, For example, uh, let's just say there's drama at work and you there's just that toxicity, right, looming around. You're not a part of it, but it's there. Do you allow yourself to get swept up in that mentality? And that attitude and become a part of that circle, even though you're not, has nothing to do with you? Or do you recognize it for what it's worth and step away and refuse to let that affect you or become something you gossip about or anything like that, if that makes sense? That's just an example, one of a million things. But, but in that context, is it being involved in it at work, which you might be involved in by default? Or is it allowing yourself to bring it home and gossip about it at home and let it interject into the rest of your life? Because sometimes you're at work or at a sporting event or a hobby or just hanging out with your friends. Something happens and next thing you know for the next couple of days you feel out of whack or off or down and out or something that is just not your normal self. Mm-hmm. Are you allowing it to 
infiltrate your normal life or is it just something else? I guess that goes back to being cognizant. Are you even aware that it's influencing you? And that's my point. Everything that you experience in life is influencing you. No matter how minuscule or insignificant you think it might be, everything is changing you. So to think about yourself being a part of gossip at work, that's shifting something in you and you will bring that with you into the rest of your life. Absolutely. Every experience we have molds us into who we are today. Mm-hmm. But are these moments that you would go back and have a sit down talk with yourself or a pep talk to say, hey, don't interject into this gossip or that gossip turns out to be false information. Don't listen to it. Or is that just a moment you glaze over for a more important moment and let that mold you to who you are. Obviously being if you go back to every moment, you're reliving your life and that's not the point of this conversation. I guess the inner critic in me would say get it right the first time. I think if everyone had a reset button, it would be abused for sure. (laughs) I know I wouldn't have have to change the batteries out of mine a few times. Would I go back and change every single moment? No. Because I think that we can also course correct. What do you mean by course correct? Like correct on the fly? Sure. I mean, again, everything keeps coming back to being aware and cognizant of the present moment. So let's say I did just have a gossip session with a girlfriend for 10 minutes. And upon leaving that conversation, I realize, you know what? I probably shouldn't have done that. That's what I mean by course correcting. Instead of just glazing over and not even realizing, you know what? I spent the last 10 minutes of my life talking trash about something or someone. That that didn't do anything for anyone. So we talked about gossiping at work, talking with friends. But how much does social media, or are there any moments that social media has influenced you that you would go back and change? Because you mentioned earlier that you aren't on social media. Is that a course correction, or is that something that you feel would be a moment your future self would have came back and talked to you about? It's a course correction. I was convicted with my spiritual faith and things to put that behind me. Um, Was there a specific defining moment? No. It was a cumulative progression of how that influenced my life. Do you feel like more people should have the same soul-searching decision? I think it would be wise for everyone to go on a soul journey for themselves. Now, that doesn't mean that everyone should get off social media. No. That just means that everyone should maybe take a step back and look at how much social media might be influencing them and how much people are not cognizant of their own decisions and their own choices and their own actions because of social media. I took some time away from social media. Obviously, I'm back with the podcast and all the things. 
but there's still a part of me that has to remind myself to be cognizant of what I'm reading and what I'm seeing and, and even the feedback that I'm going to be getting with this podcast. There's always going to be trolls. There's always going to be people out there that are going to try to influence me to do or say or not do or not say things. So I just kind of, I still have an inner battle as to how much social media I should be allowed to influence me, positive or negative, because there's a ton of positive out there, but there's also twice as much negative. So I am curious to hear what some of the listeners might say in terms of social media influence on their life. Not saying that you need to delete all social media. I'm not bad-mouthing social media. Just pointing out the fact that social media is very much an influence in people's lives. I mean, look at your screen time. That itself will tell you how much it's influencing your life. So to bring it back, is that decision something that you realize down the line and go back to change? Or is that a decision that you should be able to make in real time? Because there might not be a definite answer for this. And this is what I want the listeners to kind of think about, to kind of mull over, to experience with us while we're talking about it. I want them to be in their own head about it and have their own opinions that hopefully they're sharing with us, whether it's posting comments or emails or just talking to the person that they're with or maybe go home and talk to their spouse or their best friend about this and asking questions. Uh, More of a stimulate the brain kind of thing. There may not always be an answer. Some people might have an answer or someone might have an answer because of something we said. So I'm not always looking for an answer from you or I, but a lot of times maybe from the listeners that they can give us an answer or a better answer, or we're just talking gibberish and they have no clue what's going on. I'm pretty sure they know what's going on. I don't know. We'll have to wait and find out. I know. So obviously there is no such thing as time travel, though if you do go to the O'Reilly's website and type in part number 121G, Apparently, there's a flux capacitor on the website. Go ahead, try it. I dare you. (laughs) But since we can't go back in time, how can we take this concept and maybe talk to ourselves daily or our future selves to reduce the chances of having one of these what-ifs in the future? Perhaps that has everything to do with your reasons why you would go back and change what you would. If you can identify that, then you'll be able to have a better understanding as to how to apply it moving forward. So do you think that you're going to have more of these moments in the future? If we were to have this conversation again in 10 years? Absolutely. And I say that only because we're constantly growing and we're not perfect. Life isn't going to be exactly how we want it to be. Do you want a second to think about that before you answer no, that question? Not no, not at all. You don't no. want no. Had enough years under my belt <laughs> to know that they will keep coming. Of course. I appreciate having you on tonight. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Maybe we'll have you on again to talk about a different topic. That'd be great. Awesome. Well, this was Boston and Jennifer on Being Heard. Have a good night. Yeah.